Check out Theater on Fire's production of An Oak Tree, the most mind-bending play that you've never read, and neither has one of the two cast members. June 13th through 22nd, check out theateronfire.org for tickets. In wall of basically nothing with no roof or whatever. So essentially, you could hear everything that everybody was saying. And there is no better way to put this, so I'm just going to say it. The woman's voice sounded like... The woman's voice sounded like my roommate having sex. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) This is Michelle calling from... (laughs) So, (laughs) can I interest you in some magazines? Today, Jacqueline Weatherby, Jenny Gutbazal, and Carl Danielson talk about Puritan open-mindedness, staged readings, and the Joko Cruise. This is the Unreliable Narrator Theater Group's podcast. So staged readings, what are they like? Are they, uh, are they any good? Can, we, uh, can they be useful somehow? What are they like to work on? What do you think? I kind of feel like a staged reading shouldn't be an endpoint. And I know there are have been staged readings that have been just for the point of doing staged readings. And it always feels to me it's it's only part of a play. When it's the last radio drama I did, I did Santa Claus versus the Martians, and we did it as a radio drama. It was rewritten specifically to be a radio drama so that a yeah. lot of the visual stuff from the movie was made into sound effects. And the main piece of direction I got from our director was to stop looking at the other actors and just stay facing forward because my instinct is to act with people and you can't do that really in a staged reading or, or a radio play you're you're acting with your microphone that's yeah. what I'm it makes sense to me in a podcast like I'm talking to my microphone it's a beautiful microphone it looks like a torture device used by an optometrist but <laughs> <laughs> I was just sitting here thinking like, yeah, I mean, stage readings are important. I think that personally in my life, I'm kind of over them right now, but like they're kind of, but then I sat here thinking, have I ever gone to a stage reading? I mean, I've been invited to a few. I've been a part of a lot. Um, I've sort of gone because like somebody asked me to like me personally to go and I went with them. Um, but like, I don't know that I've ever gone to one cause I felt like it. I think that there does not need to be a staged reading of Shakespeare. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that I can see why people might do it. You want to make it so that people can just listen to the words and really just be like, hell yeah, Shakespeare, you know? What staged readings are mostly for is to see if the plot makes sense, right? You don't need to be doing that with with classic. I was about halfway through the production of The Tempest, and I was playing one of the main roles, um, which was great, because I don't usually get to do that because I am a fat lady. Uh, and about halfway through, I thought, I don't need to be doing this. I'm kind of, I think I've learned what I needed to learn from having done this. Like I, I got the experience of being like a major character with a name. I got the experience of doing the scene study, which you barely do with with um, stage readings anyway, because it doesn't ever get translated from the text to the you know, presentation. It always kind of stays on the page. Mm-hmm. And and of course, when I was in college, all my professors were, would always say, you can't act with a script in your hand. And I always thought that they were just being dicks mm-hmm. about the, you know, about the um, off book mm-hmm. date. But <laughs> I, I really, it, it kind of sank in when I was doing that uh, production mm-hmm. where I was like, oh, I really can't act when I'm holding this. I, I really can't engage with the other actors that are on stage. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, if I could snap my fingers and remove us, uh, 
stage readings for one type of play. Mm-hmm. I think it would be for ten minute plays. Mm-hmm. Cause, for that reason, because because uh, it's it's like why, mm-hmm. and I realize you know I, I realize Catalyze does mm-hmm. it all the time, and it's always a great experience. Mm-hmm. And Catalyze is always like a whole new script, so that's okay. A lot of people have have turned podcasts into like a good way to do radio plays and stuff. Like I guess like we're about to do right now. Right. <laughs> <We're going> to- <laughs> Hi. Did it, did you have any trouble finding the place? No. Wow, this place is great. Yeah, cool kitchen, right? When I found this place, I could not believe the kitchen. Is that a wood-fired oven? The last apartment I went to had literally just a hot plate. Yeah, I got into this whole flatbread pizza thing, so there's always some of that on hand. Sometimes when I've had a long day at work, I just cook them to decompress. <laughs> Here's the room. Wow. Yep, just just go through the entry foyer into the room. I could park a truck in this entry foyer. <gasps> yeah, so the bed can stay with the room, or, or we can ditch it. It's up to you. Uh, same thing with the majestic indoor waterfall and the harpists. This is really just for 900 That's not including utilities, right? Oh, utilities included. I know it's a little much, but, but the harp players need money. But if you don't want the harps, we could negotiate lower. What am I missing? The robot butler's in the shop today, but he's really good at what he does. Oh, and don't forget the patio. The patio? (laughs) A majestic view. I find this is a great spot to come out here for a few moments and let the sunlight fill you up with the possibilities for life. Plus, (laughs) if you stand really still for a few minutes, the cartoon birds come out and do your hair. There they are. Want a grape? I want this place. I'm in. Great. All we have to do... Let me get that. Oh. I'm sorry, Tanya. My brother wants to live here rent-free. I'm so sorry. No. What a bummer. I mean, I really thought this would work out. The cartoon birds really like you. And they're never wrong. I'll live in the foyer. I would pay double for your mere foyer. Tanya. Do you need a harp player? I can learn harp. There's a two-year waiting list. It seems it seems like the Puritans are uh, are sometimes more tolerant than we imagine in certain ways. Oh, for yeah. sure. Oh, don't even get me started. I would talk about that all day long. <laughs> Folks yeah. at home, I am not only a colonial tour guide, I also live in Salem and am a witch. So let's not talk about Puritans because <laughs> we would literally uh, be yes. here all day. Mm-hmm. I, I discovered something I didn't know before, which is that there was a person named Jemima Wilkinson, who in 1775 had a religious epiphany. They decided that they were neither male nor female and rejected male and female pronouns and started referring to themselves as public universal friend. <sighs> Puff. And like everyone was just kind of fine with it. What year was this? 70, 1775. In in what country? In it was it was here, but I think it was actually well, I actually don't know where it was. But judging by the friend part, I would say probably closer to Pennsylvania. Um, but I just think that was kind of cool that like some person was just kind of like, "Hey, God told me I'm a they," and everybody else was like, "All right." <laughs> so uh, rent's two hundred. It can be hard to get stuff up this long, winding staircase, but Deb and I are pretty skilled at it, so just ask us for help. Yeah, we, we lived here about seven years, so we know all the nooks and grannies of this place. All the shit. Any questions about us? Um, would you like 
to do? Oh, you know, stuff like uh, curling, sculpting, uh, uh, sometimes kayaking, we just like to hang uh, out. Board games, uh, board games uh, curling, sculpting. Game oh, of Thrones. Game you gotta love Thrones. You gotta love Thrones. Uh, and sometimes we just like to hang out. Nice. And not to get too personal, but like, are you two a couple or? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, who re- cares, really? I mean, no new stuff has happened to either of us in like at least a decade. I just ask because sometimes when a third person moves into a situation like that, it can be awkward. Ooh, you know what's awkward? <laughs> the heater. Yeah. <laughs> For a while, it was breaking down every week, but Chuck's got it down to his science. Solid. Well, this is great. I think I'd like to put in. For what? The apartment. The ad? The... Did, we, did we put out an ad? I don't think so. What have we just been talking about? I thought we were just hanging out. Yeah, and this is the conversation we have with all our friends. So this room isn't even vacant? Of course not. I just want to put this on wax right now. I have the biggest crush on Travis McElroy. I I like him so much, and I think he's pretty, and I would like to talk to him. That is all. He's very <laughs> sweet. Do you, do you want to hear my Travis McElroy story? Yes, I do. Okay. Folks, I just almost hit my head on this microphone. I wanted to hear it. So, <laughs> so I go on this cruise every every year called the, the Jonathan Colton Cruise, which is a boat full of like musicians and science fiction writers and podcasters and geeks of all kinds. Two years ago, we did it again this year, people decided they were going to have a um, snack s- swap. You know, people bring snaps from their hometown. So I went to Cabot Confectionery in Harvard Square to get a whole mess of Boston candy, gummy lobsters and maple candy. And they have chocolate covered gummy bears, which is an amazing thing. So I went in, the woman behind the counter goes, <gasps> you going on to the Jonathan Colton cruise? And I was like, uh, yeah, I am. She's like, my candy's going to be on a boat with Travis McElroy. I'm like, yeah. And, you know, um, so I bought a mess of candy and I posted this story to the Facebook page for the Joko cruise. And two things happened. One is Travis McElroy commented saying, chocolate covered gummy bears, I'm in. The woman who worked at the store had posted this story on Twitter. So I wrote to her and said, I'm going to get these bears to Travis McElroy. He really wants them. But I get on the boat. It's the first day on the boat. I happen to have the bag of candy with me. And we have not even set sail, right? We're just hanging out at the port. And I'm what's called an ambassador for new new visitors. So I'm like welcoming new people and talking to people who look uncomfortable. And I'm having a conversation with a couple of people who are, who are new to the boat, one of whom is a much older woman, like even older than me. That's like really old. I mention Jonathan Colton. And this woman goes, who's Jonathan Colton? And I said, okay, you're clearly not on this cruise for the music. That's fine. What, what brings you on the cruise? She goes, well, my husband and my son are both performing on the boat. And I was like, are you Mrs. McElroy? And she was like, yes, yes, I am. I was like, here, will you give this to Travis? And gave her the bag of candy. Two or three days later, I run into them in the dining room and she's like, Travis, Travis, here's that nice lady who gave you the candy. And she's like, thank you so much. Those gummy bears were so good. So that is my Travis McElroy story. And he did tweet to to Quinn, which is a good thing. So. Oh my God. (laughs) I just, okay. I, I, 
I just think that they're so good. You know, <laughs> I just, I, I really, I almost feel guilty about talking about this. Um, <laughs> I just think that the brothers McElroy, the the mm-hmm. of my brother, my brother and me fam, mm-hmm. are just so like they're just good dudes, man. <laughs> they're just they're good good boys, as their mm-hmm. friends call them, and their fans, and also everybody mm-hmm. on the internet, and <laughs> and just like they're they're just like good, and they're fun, and they do good stuff, and they're not um, bad. I don't know, I don't know how to say it. Like it's not gonna let you down. It's gonna like be a good time, and you don't have to worry about somebody like making jokes at your expense. You don't have to worry about people like like invalidating your humanity for funsies it's just cool man i don't know i I always wonder what it's like to be like a famous podcaster in a world where like half the world still doesn't know what a podcast Mm -hmm. is right like hey mom i'm famous on this thing you don't understand (laughs) like like i just really like the disposability of podcasts like Mm. this could be good or it could not i like how sort of we'll make it fun at least There's this uh, person who, um, he's a conflict journalist, but also he's, uh, you know, podcaster, author, like general all around cool guy. Believe it or not, he's a stray man that I'm about to plug. Uh, his name is Robert Evans, but he's not the Robert Evans that you're thinking of. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not thinking of any Robert Evans at all. Oh, well, there's another one who is like a like a producer of, of some films. Yeah, but from, I just yeah. wasn't thinking of them. Well, you're supposed to. That's... <laughs> <laughs> I spend very little of my cognitive energy on Robert Evans. <laughs> I, was, I was actually thinking about Cliff Odell. Oh, I, you guys, I miss Cliff so much. <laughs> I, he's... <laughs> yeah. he's, he's professing up in Maine, but I miss him. I miss his face. Yeah. I did a staged reading for Clef now that it occurs to me. <laughs> so this person, uh, his name is Robert Evans. Uh, his um, Twitter handle is at I write OK, with the last OK being just the letters O and K. Um, conflict journalist, podcaster, um, narcologist, uh, general all around dope anti-fash guy. Pretty cool. You should um, check out his podcast Behind the Bastards. And you should also like hang out with me sometime. I don't know. Oh, I want to hang out with you. I never yeah. hang out with you, you when should. we're not podcasting. I know. I'm because I, yeah. I like go. I gotta disappear back under my hole in my haunted yeah. house. <laughs> where where can you be found? I can. Oh, I like forgot my own stuff. Um, in I, Salem, yeah. I can be found on on Twitter these days at. Um, it's just my name, but it's spelled weird because my name has too many letters. So it's at Jackie Weatherby, but the Weatherby is spelled wrong so it's at j-a-c-k-i-e-w-e-a-t-h-e-r-b-e single e at the end i also have a blog which is remembrancing.me and you should check that out i never thought gallant would be the one to flip to the russians this is a disaster who did you think would flip uh it's all right i can see the headline too Goofus defects, gallant swears loyalty. That's just how I am, right? Except I guess it's not, is it? I guess some of those lessons gallant taught us finally rubbed off on me. He truly was the best of us. You're wrong. He wasn't good. He was nice. Yes. Yes, he was. Goofus honors his brother's memory. Gallant runs to his country's enemy. Hey, that would really be a good rap open for my new song. If we're going to fight Putin, then we're going to need to round up the nicest agents the West has to offer. We need to form a new group. 
a group that will work together to inspire each other the way Gallage inspired us, to beat back Putin's influences, clean up Facebook, and bring my brother to justice. It's a tall order. Do you think you could do it? It would be my honor. What's this group going to be called? I've got the perfect name. Niceness League, coming this summer. Definitely not a letdown after all this Avengers crap. This episode featured Jacqueline Weatherby, Jenny Gutbazal, and Carl Danielson. Scripted material by Carl Danielson. Copyright 2019. If you have remarks about things that went on in this show, send them to unreliablenarratorpodcast at gmail.com. Visit unreliable-narrator.com or Twitter at unarrator. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Niceness leads. Oh, that's people doing 69. <laughs> <laughs> but also, they're all communists. <laughs> <laughs> From each according to his tongue, to each according to his horniness. To each according to her need. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Carl, it's misogynist if you don't put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> 